Welcome, everybody, to episode number 81 of the Curtain Call podcast. It's a production of the Yes Network. He is Yes Network president of production and programming and executive producer, John J. Filippelli. I'm Justin Shackle, producer Dan Basson, along for the ride as well. The Yankees have defeated the Guardians in five games. They advanced to the ALCS to face the Astros for the third time now in the last six seasons. So the saga continues, and it has been one-sided in October between these two teams in recent memory. John, are you expecting things to change this time around? Um. You know, I'm, I don't know if I'm thinking with my heart or I'm thinking with my head. I don't know where I'm thinking here. Uh, I I do. I I I know that the 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 this the Astros are favorites and and strong favorites in some cases. I understand. They've got a really good. They have an excellent baseball team, and they had the, you know, they they proved in the course of the of the season how strong a team they have, and uh, they obviously played a very good Seattle team and and and, and swept them, and. Uh, you got to like Houston for a lot of reasons, I understand. But you know what? I wouldn't dismiss the Yankees. I know a lot of people, some people have. I know that the Yankees are just kind of just like banging right into this, coming right off the division series without a day or not even a day to, to get their thoughts together. They're coming right in here, right right to Houston. I know that they had to travel, they had win, they had to travel, they, then we've got to start playing right away. You know, and uh, the Yankee pitching is, is you know, got to find itself. It's hitting has been inconsistent. We could do, there's a lot of reasons why Houston is the favorite and, and it's understood, but I really like the Yankees. I, I I think the Yankees know that Houston is unfinished business and they're determined to finish it. I think it's been too long since we've won titles since 09. And I think that that's driving a lot of this too. I think that there's a sentiment about judge. I mean, I don't know what Aaron judge's future is with the Yankees. Hopefully he stays here and, you know, but at the end of the day, I don't know, really know. I don't have a, can't read the tea leaves. I don't know exactly where that's going to go. Be optimistic, but we'll see where it goes. But who knows? There's there's a lot of reasons where the the Yankees are. I, I think can, from from an emotional standpoint, I really like the Yankees. I do. Uh, from a from a from a baseball standpoint, the Yankees are certainly very capable of beating. We have the starting pitching. You know, we have so we have Judge. We have a lot of things on our side that are good. And and I I, I I'm but I'm going I. I I, I can understand why Houston, Houston is the favorite, but but again, I think the Yankees will beat them. I think it'll take seven games, but I think the Yankees will beat them. Both teams do well with the power in terms of the uh, the offense. They also do a nice job at limiting power. So you have power bats against power pitching here in the ALCS. The ALCS roster for the Yankees was released moments before we hit the record button on this bad boy, John. A uh, couple of notes Aaron Hicks, obviously injured in Game 5 back on Monday. He is off the roster for the ALCS, as are Marwin Gonzalez and Lucas Litke. Oswald Peraza has been added to the ALCS roster, along with Frankie Montas and Greg Weiser, which is a bit of a surprise. Maybe the surprise. biggest surprises and the letdowns are the fact that Ron Marinaccio and DJ LeMahieu are not on this roster. But let's focus on the guys that are here, the new additions. Frankie Montas, so much was expected of him for this postseason when he was acquired from Oakland, those expectations definitely have dwindled. What kind of role can Montas have in the ALCS? You don't see him starting. You know, you just don't see that. But you could see him in long relief. And, you know, and again, the the, the, the Yankee bullpen is has been through a lot of stress and a lot of wear and a lot of tear. And if anything, right now, the Yankee, the, the Yankee bullpen is – is suspect not 
it, not on certain individuals, but on its overall depth right now. The fact that I think he could give you multiple innings. He's a quality starter, though he had, you know he, he had to find his way with the Yankees. He was still finding his way. He was a, he was adapting to it, um, but I do think he has talent, had a lot of talent, and I do believe that you know multiple innings are in his future somewhere here, and, and I think that's probably the the rationale because he has a big arm. There's no question he has a big arm. So if you have a big arm and you get capable of multiple innings, there, there, there's a spot for you, particularly given the fact that there's the Yankees have been hit with 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 so many injuries and and in certain places uh, a certain amount of ineffectiveness from their bullpen. So I think that there's a there's a feeling why not? You know he's uh, the Yankees got him to handle to handle pressure situations and to come up big for them. And you know I understand that it probably would would not be in a starting role. Although if it ever came down to it, he could obviously start. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, but I I don't think that's why he's on the roster. I think he's in there because he also has the capability of striking people out. So you know big 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 at bat, big strikeout possible come in for to do that. Or if you're in a position where you need multiple innings of relief. He could probably he could do that for you, and he could. And he's got the arm, and he's got the resume to give you quality. That would be my guess on this. And this is not a situation that the Yankees found themselves in with with a guy like Jamison Tyone having him come out of the bullpen. I, and you and I are on the same page where we do not like teams experimenting with an element of the game for the very first time in the postseason. Jamison Tyone in the division series came out of the bullpen for the first time as a major leaguer in that series. This isn't the case. Montas has at least 30 relief appearances in his major league career, albeit none since 2018, but 30 appearances is 30 appearances. He has that experience in his back pocket that he can draw from. I think that's pretty big. Uh, Greg Weissert, I think the righty-on-righty matchup, it's a heavily uh, right-handed lineup for the Astros. They do hit lefties fairly well so mm-hmm. i could see why you have weiser in for litke i think you would obviously uh, you know the yankees were hoping that it would be ron marinaccio and not greg weiser but obviously marinaccio and lemay you too compromised here absolutely, absolutely. well if they, if they weren't obviously they would be on this yeah. roster and uh, you know uh, particularly lemay you the yankees could really use lemay you so and, and marinaccio as well i mean that you know, would really been excellent out of the bullpen for them he'd be i mean he's he's he, he is the surprise of the season or one yeah. of them you know, uh, for sure, no doubt. So you know, those are two areas that would have been that would have benefited greatly by having those two guys on the roster. But obviously, they can't go, or else they would be there. So, but that there's a certain sense to you know, the, the you know the getting the righty to come in and neutralize some of that righty power. Um, you know, I don't again. It's it's uh, I don't know a lot about him. I haven't seen a lot of him, so I don't know a lot about him. Other than the fact that you know, obviously, the Yankee high command has a, has a lot of faith in him to put him on the roster. And, uh, you know, he's got good stuff from what I could see. The limited time I've seen him, like I said, I haven't seen much of him. But what I have seen of him, I like his stuff. And he seems like he has moxie, you know, mound, mound presence. And those things are all important, especially in a series like this, because you know, this is this is not the place. This is not a place for the weak of heart. This is not a series of, you know, that lineup is, I know, I know the bottom of that order doesn't hit really well, the Strohs, but, the, but, the, but there's six guys in that order that are, if when they're right, they'll kill you. So, you know, this is not for the faint of heart. And you have Oswald Peraza making this roster. Yes. Now the big question is, who is starting at shortstop? Who's starting at left field? Because the two positions are intertwined, intertwined right now. You know, I gotta believe. You know that I really like Cabrera. You like a lot of what Cabrera gives you. We've seen enough of him to know that he can hit, that he runs the bases really well, that he's a really good defender. For the most part, depending on where exactly you have him, 
and there were aspects of him as a left fielder, as as Paul O'Neill I think pointed out correctly, his his his, his east west, you know, going to being able to go side to side as an outfielder, is strong. Where he where he's he seemed like he was trying to find his way was going in and going out, going in and on balls, going out on going in and out on balls, north south. That seemed to be where he was having some problems, and it showed up. It certainly showed up in the divisions. So you saw a couple of balls that fell in there that an experienced outfielder, someone who, who knew the position well, would would have made those catches. And then, so I think that the Yankees are done. I think with that sort of experimentation there, I, I think I think he offers you so many. I think he put him at shortstop. He gave you great stability at shortstop. I thought he played shortstop well, and I, I think that given all the, the troubles that that uh, you know that uh, IKF was having. I think that, uh, you know, because he was struggling, and I think that uh, it turned out to be a good move to put Cabrera at short. So I, do I see Cabrera as the short? I do. I mean, and, and, and Peraza, he backs him up. He gives you depth. He also can run the bases. He's got some power. You know, the Yankees like what, they, what they've limited, what they've seen from him as well. It's fresh legs. I mean, there's a lot of perspective. He gives you a lot of, a lot of versatility he gives you. So, you know, if, if, even if he's there just to, to give you some backup help there, I mean, I think he's worth putting, having a spot on the roster. I think that, I think that's an interesting move on the Yankee part. But, but again, there's, there, there's, there many, the Yankees are tired too. It's been a long season. I mean, and then they and the Yankees. This is these these last. This has been stressful between the Judge home run chase, which has been stressful, and the team stressful on Judge in particular. It is. I mean, that, that kind of attention is just you know takes its wear and tear. Long season. You know, the, the five games with the with the with the Cleveland uh, was was hard, difficult, full series. They, they didn't they didn't get three games and off. I mean, they play a full series and then no travel day. No, I mean, Yankees are, are are right now. I mean, you could say that they're going into it. They haven't had any time off. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's not such a good thing. Um, so I think the Yankees need to, to sort of put, find fresh uh, some fresh arms and fresh legs where they can, fresh bats where they can. I think that that's not necessarily a bad move on the Yankee part. It took them five days to to beat a game. Cleveland team and now they're making a step up in competition for sure but they have really no time to think about it I think that's a good thing for them right now going right into the game in a game one that I believe Houston has a lot more pressure to win than the Yankees in this game with Justin Verlander on the mound they had some time now they were waiting for their opponent there's a lot of pressure on them in my opinion for them to uh to win tonight but as far as left field shortstop goes, yeah, I think Cabrera is the guy at short to start games. I think you're going to see either Matt Carpenter or John Carlos Stanton in that shallow left field in Houston, and the other is going to be DHing. As for which one's going to do what, I guess take your pick. I, mine would probably be Stanton in left field. Yeah, I mean, because because he's more of a, he, he's an experienced outfielder, and Carpenter really isn't. So, so yeah, I could see that. But you know, to, just to go back, to, I, I need to backtrack just a little bit because something you said it, it really got my attention was the um, thing about what used, to, but about what the Yankees are having that time to think about it. The Yankees have had a couple of years to think about this. True, this is Houston, and this is like this is unfinished business for them. You know, and it it it, it and it, it, it if you go back to spring training. You know, Brian Cashman said something about, you know, the, the, how the Strohs had won or, the, the, you know, how they had played or allegedly played. And he and the owner got into it. Crane, the owner of the Astros, had gotten into it. So this is something that the Yankees are very much on their mind. This isn't just this isn't just I don't want to say another LCS because what's at stake is the World Series. So there is no such thing as just another LCS. But if there was such a thing, this certainly was not one of them because the, this is the Yankees rival. You know, you we could talk the Red Sox. 
We could talk, you know, we could talk the Blue Jays. We could talk a, a number of teams around the game that, you know, the Mets when they win the interleague and then we share the city and all that. And all that would be, there's some merit, obviously there's some merit of the, to, to all of that. But right now, their real rival, their blood rival right now is, is the Strohs. And and the Yankees, Yankees want to, they want that championship. It's been since 09. That's what's driving them. You know, you're in that clubhouse, around that clubhouse, and I know you are, and I, I am to an extent of less than I have been in prior years, but I, mean, I know you're around it all the time. So you know what's driving them. Is this not, this isn't a question of just getting back to something. It's just a question of winning something. Mm-hmm. It's also a question of beating the team that, that, uh, that has been their nemesis. And they make no mistake about it. This is their nemesis. That is, that drives the Yankees. That fuels the Yankees. That's a lot of this. And I, that's the, that emotion is part of what I think the, if you paper on paper, the Strohs seem to seem to have the better ball club. If you look at it, you know, player for player, but, and, and the record wise and everything else, but you know what? The Yankees are really good. And the Yankees, the emotion of the Yankees, I think is what could, could make the, I think that's, that may carry them through the seven games. I think it's the emotion. That's my sense of it. I asked Nestor Cortez on, on Monday night after he won game five, what his teammates were saying about facing Houston, having the opportunity to face them. And he kind of, he was a little lip locked. They they weren't going there just yet in the aftermath of winning game five. So I, I am interested to try and discover and figure out what this Yankee group is saying behind the scenes about being able to face the Astros. If you if you recall now, I, I was reading it uh, and now when we see this final roster, if you take a look at the ALCS roster now, there's only two players on this roster that was there in 2017. It would have been three if Hicks was still Severino, Judge. Severino and Judge, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. When we talk about this rivalry, you know, it's a non-division rivalry, and I like to go down, you know, the path of Yankees history whenever we can here. How would you compare this Yankees and Astros to say Yankees Royals in the late seventies and early eighties, where the roles are kind of, you know, this modern day Yankee team kind of is playing the role of the Royals and the Astros are playing the role of the Yankees. Is it similar? It's an interesting question. Is it similar? Um, There there was, there were more meetings, you know, there were more, there were more couple of LCSs between them. Uh, there were more the the well the, there's obviously been LCS has been the Yankees and then I shouldn't say that, but let me put it to you this way, um, I think it's very similar. And the more I think about it, I hadn't really thought about it like that. But you start thinking about it, and also think about you know when you say that the, the, the there's only two players left, but it's the intensity of the personalities who are on these teams. You know, Josh Donaldson may not have been on the Yankees the last couple of, but Josh Donaldson is an intense personality. He's on the field. He plays with with passion and intensity. You know the Yankees have players on the on the on that on, on their team who may not have been uh, you know here a couple of years ago or or when the when the the alleged uh, transgressions of of the Strohs took place. Um, but the reality is that they they play with passion, they play with intensity, and even in recent years, the last year or two or three, these guys who have been around, there is a true dislike for this for these these teams do not like each other. And the owners, the ownership, I don't think likes each other. The players don't like each other. They they play the game with such an intensity. When I remember watching a game when when you know Bregman helmered and walked around the bases, was taunting the fans and doing whatever, and all the stuff that Altuve has had to endure at Yankee Stadium, you know, and and and, and then he walked out. I, mean, I I was I was at a game where he walked out on the field between innings by himself and walked out the shortstop by himself. That was not like his team mates deserting him that was him saying you know what i'm going to answer these fans i'm going out there by myself 
I mean, that took some moxie mm-hmm. to go out and do that. But that's his way of, of resorting, going, answering the fans and some of the chants that have been less than flattering that have been directed his way. Um, so don't think that that's not a lot. There's emotion in this series like I haven't seen. And then we haven't even played, <laughs> but you could, you, it's palpable. To me, it's palpable. And I think that's what's going to make this, again, I've said it 50 times already. I, I think that's what's going to make this series so, so different and so interesting to me is the emotion of it. I mean, Justin Verlander is not the most beloved player in, in, in the in the, in the universe of, of opponents that the Yankees have to face. It isn't. And, and for a variety of reasons. And, you know, then you, you'll see, you know, you'll see him, you will see Altuve, you will see, you know, you will see the the, the players. I mean, if, if the Yankees only have two players, well, Houston has a slew of them who played those series. So they're still around. So a lot of, and, and then when you get to Yankee Stadium, what's between the fans? And I don't know if Houston, Houston will be intense. Same would be even more intense. So there's a, if there's one thing you're going to have here, you, you're going to have, you think you're going to have emotion, intensity, you're going to have, you're going to have those kind of things. And, and they sound like intangibles, but they're not really, they, they become very tangible qualities when the stakes are as high as they are right now in the baseball sense. You know, the way you were describing Jose Altuve are, are the reasons why when you take a look at the Astros team, uh, by, by itself, not comparing it and how they stack up against the Yankees, but, that's partly for me a reason why they're a, a bit endearing because maybe it's maybe it's like the, the the boxer broadcaster in me but I love the fact that Jose Altuve and that group between he Bregman when Correa was there they pretty much said yeah whatever happened happened we beat you do something about it are you gonna boo us okay well we're gonna come back and counterpunch you what are you gonna do about it that's like the attitude that they've thrown around in my eyes during this entire era, this six, seven year era. So for the Yankees to get another crack at this is, is, is mouthwatering for, for a Yankee fan. But the, the reasons you were just, the, the ways you were describing Altuve, it was like, I kind of find that endearing from just a, a, a gamesmanship standpoint at a, in, in a certain level of competition from a, from a compete standpoint, all that is endearing to me. I can understand why it would, you know, rub the fan of an opposing team, specifically the Yankees, the wrong way. But I, but I do like it. Um, it's also galvanizing to the Yankees because, you know, if you, I mean, one of the things that was said, you know, last night they were asking Nestor in the post game show, the post game shows, which you could get the pre and post game shows for every every, uh, every from now to the uh, end of the Yankee season, whenever that is, you will find those on Yes. And thank you for supporting us because our numbers have been really terrific. So- a lot of people have been tuning in as they have through the years, but even more so this year. So thank you for your support. Those of us that yes, hey, thank you to you for that. Um, you you look at, uh, Nestor said last night, a post-game show, he said, uh, there's something about, he asked about the Strohs, and he said, we have each other. We we have each other. Meaning we have each other's backs. Mm-hmm. Meaning the Yankees have each other's backs. And Nestor may not have been on this team a couple of years ago, and this recent to the addition, actually two years, right? But but he very much fits the motif of I'm a team player. And, you know, when we're all in this together and Stanton fits, it certainly fits it. And you watch, if you watch the games and you see during the game, you'll see what judges and Stanton is usually on one side of him. Rizzo's on another side of him. Anthony Rizzo is a recent addition. And nobody's going to tell me that those guys don't play with, with, with intensity. And then, then this team is a very different team from the teams that I have followed and watched through my many years of watching Yankee baseball. It's different. It's different in the sense that not, not that I've never seen teams together before. 
this team is particularly close. The players on it are particularly close, and they really do have each other's backs. So, you know, again, emotion is, is such a driving force in this because, you know, you're right. It's power pitching against power bats. They both teams get hit home runs. Both teams have power starting pitching. You know, both teams have a lot of similar qualities. You know, what's hurting with the Yankees are just not matching up at the moment is in is in the bullpen. I mean, that to me is a real because there's such there's such uncertainty there right now because of all the injuries and and people having different sort of roles and trying to step. And to your point, this is not this is not a kind of series where. You want to experiment with roles. I mean, you want guys to know their positions, what their what their role on the team is going to be, and this has sort of been changing daily. Even the positions have been playing. Who's going to play shortstop? Who's going to play left field? This guy gets hurt. That we have to make a roster change here. We, we the, 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 there has been so much um, flux, uh, and, and 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 just because because of injury and and then ineffectiveness, it's to be fair in some cases. You know, and this is not the sort of place where you you want to experiment and you know who your closer is, for instance. It's not the this is not a good place to do it. I mean, we've gotten some some nice results the last couple of days. Guys have really filled it, but you know what? This is not the place to go. And who goes into a postseason, gets to an LCS, and says, "I don't know who the closer is going to be." Yeah. Really? I mean, I've never seen that. Did did we see enough after after the beginning portion of the division series from Clay Holmes to? Believe in that formula where it is going to be Loisica, Peralta, or Holmes, some sort of fashion, those three. I don't think there's any other way around it. I mean, I don't think there's any other options. And not to, not to say when I say options that these are poor choices. It's just that if they're healthy and right, they're three quality pitchers who can get you out. And you can you could mix and match your formula as to who's closing and who does what. But the reality is that those three arms are that's that's your bullpen. I mean, that's the strength of your pen, and I'm not saying the other guys can't contribute. I'm just saying that you, I feel, I feel better with the, with those one of them in the game because I think that you have a better chance of being able to 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 stop the the, the bats and the strokes. I think those those three guys have the capability, and also the the track record. of Holmes is a little bit more limited because he's doesn't have the experience that the other two have. But the reality is that I mean, when when he was right, he was terrific. And he pitched, he pitched, seems like he pitched well the other night when he was in there. You just don't know what you're going to get. And if you knew exactly what you're going to get, I'm sure he'd be, he'd be back closing, but he's not. He's in a setup role. Not that that's unimportant. Every role here is important. It's an LCS. You're one step away from a World Series. Every role is important. Every game is important. But because it is such, and there is such, a, obviously, so much, so much importance you have to put on it. You 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 want to go with the, the people who have the track record as opposed to no no offense to Clark Schmidt but there's no track record there you know you got to be careful there yeah I think I think that's why the idea of potentially having Ron Marinaccio rejoin this team for the championship series was so promising because you were going to be able to add a fourth piece to that trusted formula that you had faith in obviously he's not going to be there now someone's going to have to step up. That's what we're going to learn here in October. Can another piece from the bullpen step up, play an important role in October, and support the steady starting pitching that this team's provided? Because they've been able to get to the trio so far. At least they did in the division series. The starting pitching has been able to carry the load, get to that back-end formula of those three relief pitchers. And we talked about the players who were there in the beginning of this rivalry when it began in, in 20. 17, one of the guys that we didn't mention was Garrett Cole because he was on the other side. Right. I was, gonna, I was, I was about to actually, I was about to bring up two players. Yeah. One was him. The other was going to be, was, was, was going to be uh Peter. 
uh, but not that he's been part of this rivalry, but but because he gives the Yankees, he's become such an important part of the Yankee mm-hmm. team right now because of how two way he's playing for the Yankees, and and how and how you, how you don't shouldn't evaluate trades after two weeks or three weeks. It's a mistake. Um, but I, I, you know, it, there's there's you're right. The Cole thing is fascinating to me because the Yankees beat it, the beat the Guardians because. The, and the Guardians are a really good team. They're, they're, I wouldn't call them a great team. I've called them a very good team, though. And a team that t- gets knows exactly where their talent is, knows exactly how to maximize their talent, and 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 is you know it, they get every bit of out of what they have. I mean, that's the best way that I could put it. And you know, I, they were not a surprise to me. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. We talked about Seattle. We talked about Cleveland in one of our prior podcasts. We talked about that they're 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 forces to be reckoned with. When Cleveland finished the season, I mean that—that's you always look for a hot team. That was a hot team, really was. And Seattle too finished well and had a, had a lot of talent on their team. So you look at them and you say they're they're certainly not easy teams to overcome. And yet, you know, Houston had Houston had did they struggle? They were well, but they were behind in game one. They should have lost game one. They came back and they pulled off a rally, a pretty miraculous ninth inning, game one. Not miraculous. We have that kind of talent. It shouldn't be miraculous. They went, they did, they did what they needed to do. They won game two pretty easy. And then game three, they go out and they play 18 innings, but uh, that was a game they could have easily lost. You got to give the Mariners a game at home, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't, they didn't concede. They played, yep. they did what they did. They've got the talent. That This is a supremely talented team with not a lot of holes in it. The Yankees are going to have to play, they're going to have to play their best ball. And, and do, are the Yankees capable? They're very capable of beating them. But the Yankees can't afford to make the mistakes that they made against the Guardians. Yankees made a lot of mistakes against the Guardians. They allowed them, that, the, the, the Guardians' talent notwithstanding, which is there, and their manager notwithstanding, who's a really one of the better, best managers in the game, notwithstanding, the Yankees, the Yankees, you know, did, did made a lot of mistakes, and the, and they, you know, I don't want to say they handed them opportunities, but they did hand them some opportunities. The Yankees cannot make those mistakes. They cannot. This is a team that you, if you give this team, you give the Strohs four outs, you're in trouble. You're in a lot of trouble because they they will make you pay. This they're they're too good at what they do. And they're too experienced at what they do, whether it's the, the players on the field or the manager on the bench. They're too experienced to not to take advantage of what you're giving them. So you better not give them anything. The Yankees have to be tighter all around. In the dugout, on the field, they have to just be tighter. And the, the Astros pulled off a tight sweep of the Mariners. They The games were closed, but they pulled off the sweep against a very hot team who had some momentum on their side. And you know what was even more impressive? They won all three of those games with Jose Altuve going 0 for 16 in that series. And he was free swinging because his chase rate was over 50%, it was nearly 60%. He was swinging at everything. If you saw the, the plot chart of the, the pitches he swung at, there's a lot of areas that are that are covered there. So he could be a wild card here. Like we talk about Houston. And how dynamic of a player Altuve is. Obviously, he's one that you you need to respect as heavy as any hitter there. Him and Jordan Alvarez. But if this is the version of Jose Altuve we're going to be seeing, how big of a lift could that be for the Yankees? Well, I mean, obviously, he's a former MVP, and he's a player who's, who shows up. You know, the the lights are the brightest, and the stage is the biggest, and he plays his best usually in, in those situations. So, and the fact is that he's he, he was he played a very poor series. He's played a he's had a very poor uh, postseason so far, no doubt. 
But but the reality is, you know, I mean, but you know, it's you throw it all out the window because mm-hmm. you know what kind of player he really is. And look, I mean, you're going to look at Aaron Judge's, you know, first you know couple of games against the the Guardians and tell me that was that was typical Aaron Judge. No strikeouts, of course not. But in a finite fashion, you're watching for his timing and yes. and how That's that right. is 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 catching up to him. And I think it got better over the course of that series. And now you're not playing with a, a day off, so I think Judge is in a good spot. I think the mental exhaustion of the chase caught up mm-hmm. to Aaron. I, I do. I mean, I you could see him at the end of the chase when he was really this close to, to getting it. And you could see how much he was pressing and how much he wanted. Just to, nothing else just to put it behind him. And, you know, and I, I think that that kind of intensity every day, the questions from the, you know, the press every day, the pressure of during the, during the games, the pressure of the record, the you know, and he's not a guy who succumbs to pressure. Aaron, he plays, plays pressure very well. But having said that, I don't know how anybody could could not have had it affect them in some way, shape, or form. I think the playoffs are almost a, could be a relief for him, given all the pressure that he was under. He's starting to hit better now. He's starting to play a little bit better, hit a little bit better. So the Yankees need him certainly to be at his best. But you know, you, you but you look at teams like Houston, right? And you look at I mean, Carlos Correa is out, and Pena becomes the shortstop. You lose, you lose what's his name, Springer, you know, and then you got Kyle Tucker becoming a, a star player. Yeah, you know, they, they they have lost players and they've replaced them with I wouldn't say better players, but I would say with players who certainly do the job who were who are maybe not of that ilk, the superstar kind of because Correa is a is a, is a big star and and uh, and certainly Springer is a big star as well was still is. Um, but you know, but they they replaced them adequately, and and they, they didn't miss a beat. You didn't miss a beat, and you know you lose Cole, but you know, and yet the, 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 their pitching has not suffered. Starting pitching has not suffered at all. So you know that they've made some very judicious signings. Uh, they they're very astute uh, judges of talent. Um, they have a they're a very well run organization. And when you start looking at, I mean, one of the reasons the Orioles have gotten better is they hired some of the Houston people to run them. And, you know, when you you, you go look to organizations who are successful because they, they, what makes them tick is, is the depth of their organization. Uh, these different organizations that are successful, they have depth to them. So you go when you want to get better, you go, 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 go find the people who've done it well and take some of their people to make you better. And that's kind of what baseball has done in a couple of different circumstances as it relates to Houston. So they have the organization, they have the farm system, they have the depth, they have the, the scouting savvy. And I think they're an interesting mix of, of practicality and sabermetrics because D- D- Dusty Baker is not a sabermetrician. I mean, you could sit all night and tell me about sabermetrics. I'm telling you, Dusty looks at a situation and he takes the human condition into, into consideration. So, which I think you have to do, I think successful managers these days i think it's a combination yeah you ha- you can't ignore sabermetrics because it's a big part of the game and there is there is a place for it and it does certainly play a big hand in it but at the end of the day you got to be able to look at a picture on the mound and say you either have it or you don't tonight uh, look in a batter's eyes and say he wants that at bat or you know what this might be too much for him i don't know i don't care what the numbers say third time through the order this second time through the order this he hits this against that against lefties against right those are all important things to know but at the end of the day it's honestly it's like looking at a player Looking into his eyes, looking into his soul. Tell me, tell me what you got in a big situation. What kind of heart you got? What kind of guts you got? You know, that to me tells tells me everything. The Yankees are not short on heart, they're not short on guts. And again, I'm going back to emotion. That's that's kind of why, because on paper, not that the Yankees aren't good, the Yankees are very good. And on paper, I don't know if they match up totally that, that this is their ideal matchup would be Houston. I don't know that it is, but I do know that, that but I do know they really want it. I do know they feel they have a point to prove it's unfinished business. And I do know from an emotional standpoint, I really like the Yankees. Before we get your expert prediction, one more question here. Who is the more dangerous hitter in this series? Is it Aaron Judge 
or is it Jordan Alvarez? Both. I mean, you, you, I don't, you, you can't, you can't, because one guy, I mean, by the way, Alvarez slumped a little bit after the home run. You know, he didn't hit a lot more, but I don't know they needed a lot more after that home run. But, but you know what? It's just a game. And, you know, and, 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 you know, guys will slump, guys get hot, guys get slumped or whatever. I, I think that the talent is so, these players, they're both so enormously talented. They're both so very dangerous. And, and, and they seem to be that they're, they're most dangerous in big situations, both of them. The moment is not too big for either one of them. So I'm not surprised that either, and either one of them could turn around and be the MVP of the series, either one of them. And that wouldn't, that wouldn't shock me. But, and, uh, but I mean, but but that could come from obviously a lot of places because there's a lot of quality players in a series like this. Um, that, that I mean, the key, Cole has to continue to pitch the way he's pitched. That that to me is the key. The Yankees because I, you, you've got to get help from unexpected places. I mean, the Yankees have to stop pl- fooling around here. With with when I say fooling around here, it's like we got to find stability. You can't be. I can't look at a shortstop and say this is the first time he's ever played in a, in a big series and here he is he's playing in this. This is not the place to experiment. Left field, there's not a place to experiment. I'm sorry, you don't do that. Um, you know, the, the Yankees, the Yankees, when you look at like we I started talking about Bader and then I stopped. The Yankees have found great stability in center field because because of Bader. You could say to me, Aaron Judge played a great center field, and he really did. He played a really good center field. He's a great athlete. He can play center field. The chances of him getting hurt out there are, are exponentially higher. You have to cover so much more ground in center field than you do in either the court. Wonder positions. Plus, he doesn't know how to pull up on balls. Judge, he plays so hard all the time. He wants to catch everything, and, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. But when you're playing a position like that, and you're going to die for a ball, you die for a ball. Chances of getting hurt or you go up exponentially. Walls, you crash into walls. Your chances of getting hurt go up exponentially. The Yankees cannot lose him. He needs to be in that lineup. Therefore, you had to get him out of center field. And you and by playing an experienced center fielder, a gold glove center fielder who has speed, who can run the bases, and also has a little bit of pop, and he sees you get a couple of home runs for the Yankees that turned out to be big hits for them. He's got pop, he's got speed, he's a great defensive ball player. That was that's an acquisition that even at the time, when I and I don't think I questioned is you trade for a center fielder and he's in a walking boot. I don't know if that's a good sign, you know. When, so that was the one thing that kind of threw me. Was like we're getting him for the postseason. We don't know if they'll be available for the postseason. So that was a little bit tricky for me. But once you saw what he could do, and he settled himself down, which he did fairly quickly. And no offense to Jordan Montgomery, who was a back end starter and went to St. Louis and found initial success, and then sort of tapered off a little bit. Found came back to earth a little bit. But he's a quality pitcher and he's a good pitcher. And you know, but you know, but the Yankees needed this. The Yankees need Bader. They need him to be Bader. This is where they. This is where you get help from unexpected places. Is Bader? You know, the, the, where you get help from unexpected places is you know you 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 limit what what. What 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 Cabrera can't do, which is he's not a great outfielder. He may be able to make he's he's athletic. He can make a lot of great athletic plays, but he's not a great outfielder. You can get by with him out there. You hope you can. And that the Yankees were trying to catch lightning in a bottle, and that's fine for the regular season. It's not fine for the LCS. You can't put him out there. He's not. It's not the best choice you can make because because again, so many things just work against him. Mostly, is an experience out there. But but what he gives you. He is really strong, and you need him in that lineup. You just maybe just don't need him in left field. So these are the places the Yankees have to stop experimenting. You can't play any more games here like that. You got to play a position. You know how to play, and and, and everybody else is kind of going to have to, you know, even even Monta, like Frankie's uh, is on this team because well they aren't. 
he's a quality arm. I know he struggled. He had a lot of tr- trouble initially, and I don't know if he ever found his way in his short little Yankee career so far, but it doesn't mean he won't because he's a quality pitcher. And he's, to your point, he's pitched out of the bullpen before. That is of inestimable value to the Yankees right now because, again, that's an area That's an area right now. They don't, they, they're in uncharted waters right now. And you, the fact that Holmes is giving you a couple of innings, that's great, but he's not, he's not the Holmes he was when he was lights out, when, when he took the closers job from Chapman. He is not. He has not been that. And who's to say that he, that he's one hundred percent? We don't know what he is. You know, we're not. We're, nobody's going to tell us. So it's not like we know. You know, and and and. But but the reality is, he's a quality pitcher. The Yankees just have to take their chances with what they have, and 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 you know, and hope that the, again, the emotion of the moment and the town of the moment is going to is going to carry the Yankees, and and I believe it will. But I but I, this is not going to be without struggle. And again, if the Yankees do this, it ain't going to be in four games or five games or six games. It's going to be seven games. But but they they but I believe they'll do it. What was that word you used moments ago? Vet vestigial? No, I don't even know what that word means. There was such a word. Oh, okay. Inestimable. I mean, uh, inestimable. Inestimable. Yeah, like uh, you can't estimate. Gotcha. It's inestimable, like without estimation. Uh, oh, I made it. I made it sound like it was uh, fancier than inestimable. I had to go to the dictionary app on my phone really quick. Did, did, to, you, did you look at? Did you look at? Well, it, obviously the word I thought you said did, didn't exist, so I thought, man. So you still look? John, you're still yeah, looking. I thought John J. Filippelli had you know knew a language I didn't, but uh, but what, yeah, what, English, English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle with most languages, particularly the English one. Yes, it's true. Well, well, it's a good point there. All right, predictions here as we move. Uh, we'll, we'll take a look at the NLCS in a moment, but. I don't want to uh, move away from this conversation without you giving your prediction here, John. What do you have? Yankees in seven. I think I think Cole continues to come up big. I think uh, he was on a mission too. Uh, you know, I mean, not that he's been uh, he, he has been a disappointment in his Yankee time. He has not been, but there's there have been a couple of games that uh, people were looking to him to step up uh, bigger than 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 the, the outcome was became. Um, and I think he was out to prove that uh, he is every much every bit the pitcher that you know, people think he's supposed to be and that he is. And uh, I, I can even see in his demeanor. His demeanor is uh, he's much more matter of fact now. He seems less uh, less amped up by a moment. And I think that that's working to his benefit. I really believe that. So I, I like what I'm seeing from him. He's pitching really well at the moment. He's giving you length. He's got the stuff. So I think Cole is going to be obviously very very important to what the Yankees are doing. The problem is you don't won't see him because of you know where we are in the series. You don't see a chance to start you know game one or game two for you. But but the truth of the matter is I still think he's going to find a way to come up big. He's going to have to be, but, but and I think he'll be. I think I think the moment is not too big for the Yankee starters. The Yankee starters will keep them in this. I think Judge will continue to start. He's starting to hit again. I think he will continue to hit. I think Torres will 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 step up. And you'll see a big series from Torres as well. Um, I like I like the stability. When everybody's playing the positions they're supposed to play or, 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 or experienced to play, I like the Yankee stability. I don't like that when they've got players playing out of position. I love Bader, as I mentioned before. So I think Bader, Torres, and and and, and that's Stanton starting to hit now. Stanton hits, Judge hits, Yankees can hit. The Yankees score runs, the Yankees can home runs. So I like that part of the game. I like their starting pitching. Don't love the bullpen situation right now, but but I do think that they can find maybe they could get a little lightning in a bottle. You, you don't know that they, they can't. 
Um, and I'd like the last three guys that they have. One of them will have to close, but 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 Peralta's been just terrific for them. He got he's one of the MVP, the unsung heroes of the uh, or sung heroes, if you would, of the of the DS for sure. He pitched extremely well, so I like him. I I, I like Loisica. Loisica's starting to come on now. Find him, find his mojo. He's pitched well. I I like him. I love his stuff. So he gives you you know strength there. So you got Peralta, you got Holmes. At the end, I think the three of them stabilize the bullpen to some extent. But again, if the starters are not doing their job and the Yankees have to go to the bullpen you know, earlier than the fifth or sixth inning, I think that could be a big problem for the Yankees. Yankees have to hope that's not the case. The Yankees have to be able to, when you look at what the, the Strohs were able to do, basically without Altuve, that's almost scary because if he finds his, his sea legs, um, no pun intended in the Mariners, but if he finds his sea legs, uh, he's, 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 the Yankees are facing a, a bat that they don't want to face. And a, a guy who's proven in a big spot, you don't want to pitch this guy in a big spot because he, he's always going to come up big. So, you know, and Alvarez is a beast. He just is. I mean, he's, 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 he's a, he's a terrific player, become a really great player. Tucker, I mean, we can go through Pena, the night job, a shortstop. They, they, they don't, they play defense. They hit the ball. Their manager is old school, but understands the fundamentals of the game. They're not prone to panic. They got a solid bullpen, good starting pitching. They got everything except maybe a bottom of an order. That's maybe the one weakness I think they have. But the Yankees still can match up with them. If the, if the Strohs can beat the Yankees, and the, and I could actually could beat them in five games. But if the Yankees win, and, and I believe they're going to, it's going to take seven games. But the Yankees will win in seven games. I think it's paramount for the Yankees to win one of the first two games and get the series to a game three in New York with Cole on the mound. I think yes. that is such a key point to the way this series plays out. Uh, for the reasons that you outlined earlier in the episode, emotionally, I'll take the Yankees in seven. For what everything I've seen on the field, I'm going to take the Astros in six. So Fair point. I mean, I understand. I get it. I All right. It. Shifting gears to the NLCS here. Padres, Phillies. This series already underway at the time we recorded. The Phillies are already up 1-0. And... You said something before we started to record. Your, your initial thought on this series was that it was Philadelphia and San Diego, and I'm assuming from you know a TV executive perspective, not the Dodgers and the Braves. Yes. Why is <laughs> yes. Why, why, yeah. here, here's here's my here's my uh, my counter thought to all that. You feel like this is not uh, as an appealing matchup. Correct. Um, I feel it's not an appealing matchup because the two uh, to most of the country, they don't know the two teams. You know, it's not to say that they don't know some of the individuals on the two teams. Like Bryce Harper is a household name. That's what I was going to get to. You know, uh, what you would call Machado is pretty close to a brand name. You know, uh, the, our, our friend in Washington who was in Washington that they got, who's a good, got superstar. Juan Soto, yeah. Soto. So, so both teams have are yeah. have superstars. No question. So why why are we still thinking about this series as two teams that maybe baseball doesn't want in the World Series because they aren't teams like the Braves or the Dodgers? Yet they're superstar driven. Both teams are star driven. Why is that not enough? Well, because first of all, the fan bases are. I, Philadelphia's got a fan base for sure because Philadelphia is, is a major big city, big market. Uh, San Diego is, is a very small market with a very small fan base. Um, not to say that there's not talent there. How many times do you see them on national games when the season when the season started? 
they were they 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 were picked to, they're the third they were picked to be the third best team or the second best team in their division at best it was the Dodgers and, and by a lot and and San Diego has a lot of talent and San Diego was a team that I mean, San Diego started like a house of fire if you remember and then they really cooled down to the point they were on five hundred then they got hot again so they've been sort of inconsistent but they're just not a team that people people just don't know them. And outside of Bryce Harper, really, you know, and Nola's pretty good. The pitch is really good. Wheeler. I don't know how many people, when you say great pitchers, they mention him. They, they don't. They just don't. They so should mention Zach Wheeler. They, they should mention Wheeler, but they don't. Yeah. If I said you name name the five best pitchers in an S, you're going to name Wheeler? Yes. You, yes, you would. But how many people are going to name Wheeler? Probably not too many. Right. Probably. The casual probably fan, probably not too many. Casual fan, no. Yeah. Because the casual fans. Not that there's anything wrong being a casual fan. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that. In terms of the history of the, t- the teams, how many World Series the Phillies win? Two. How many? Two. How many? 1980, 2008. Okay, you what got else? two. That's it. I yeah. don't. I, I mean, I don't. I, don't, I didn't know Connie Mack. Did you? Mm. All right. So Just I so missed him. Yeah, yeah, me too. Probably about uh, the three years, maybe. Anyway, so so people don't. There's no. There's, where's the sexiness to San Diego? Now the the sexiness I mean, you got Tatis Jr. and then you had all that unfortunate the fallout from what happened with him, but they, there's there's talent on the team. This is where this is, but this is where the the San Diego's of the future make their perception. You know, if they could win this, they go out, they win, they got they 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 win this, they they say they get to the series and they win that, then they've they, they've got a championship to hang their hat on. All of a sudden, they become a team that gets more more national games, they have more of a following. They, they maybe they signed Soto long term. I mean, all of a sudden things changed for that franchise. That franchise has not done very well. It, it's had a couple of World Series appearances and they, they have not done well in their World Series. I think they had one win in their two World Series, if I remember right. You know, one was a Kurt Pavakwa home run going back to the 80s, and the other, the Yankees beat them in 98 because I was producing that World Series. So I remember it well, four straight. So they played eight World Series, nine World Series games, and they were like one and eight. Okay. So there's no history there. There's no, there's no there there. Sorry, but there isn't. So, so in terms of television, there's no sexiness there. There's no, there's no, there's no great market-driven thing in San Diego. Philadelphia, you have a bit of, you have a market for sure, but there's not a great history. You have Bryce Harper. You know, is that enough to carry them in terms of people saying, "I've got to tune in." Bryce Harper's playing tonight. I got, I can't miss his at bats. It's not Aaron Judge, right? Got to see the at bats. You, you have to sit there saying this. Even Altuve, that's Altuve's coming. I want to see Altuve hit. There is none of that. With Har- and Harper's a great player. Don't get me wrong. But you don't have as much of it, so they're not as well known. You don't have the sexinesses, and you know. And if the Yankees are not in this thing, and Houston is, then you're looking at these are not the markets you want. Even though, like I said, Houston is is is, is a decent sized market. So is Philadelphia. It's not enough to carry the country. It's not L.A. It's not New York. It's not Chicago. Those are the three markets that, in a perfect, even Boston, you want those markets. They're big markets with big teams, and the Cubs are a big team. The Dodgers are a big team. The Yankees are a big team. The Mets are not as big as the Yankees, but the Mets have big, big, you know, big following, and it's New York. And Boston is Boston. I mean, Atlanta, even Atlanta. Atlanta has a history now. Atlanta's a big city. Atlanta has some of the best young players in the game. You know, Atlanta's won a World Series. They're the defending champions. There's a lot of reasons you want them, but none of those things are there right now, potentially for these for this World Series. <laughs> But but if you get the Yankees in it, that changes some of it for sure. Yankees Philadelphia, though. It, see, but that's a provincial that we call that the same rain zone World Series, okay? Because if it rains here, it's raining there. They're too close to each other. Yeah. What you want is you want you want you want New York, LA. You want Chicago, Boston. You want you want markets to spread out a little bit. That you know where you've got 
you know, the, it's not as you, 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 you need the whole country to be engaged for a World Series to be a World Series to be successful. You, you need that. You need the divergence. And I, I'm not sure that any of this would happen here. But the baseball really needs the Yankees in this. They really because the Yankees have a huge it's New York. They have a huge fan base around the country. And that will help them if they're if the Yankees are in it. If they're not, Houston is a really good baseball team. A lot of people follow, a lot of people don't like them and they'll root against them. They they certainly will not a team you want to root for. But but because a lot of people don't like them, there's you know, the, 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 that's not the worst thing for baseball to have in there. You know. So anyway, you know, we were just talking about what's what's good in terms of television ratings. It doesn't mean that it produces the best baseball. Right. But in terms of television ratings, it's certainly why you would watch or not watch on the surface the padres have a lot of superstars they have a lot of talent you have machado you have manny machado juan soto uh joe musgrove's a, a budding star yes. on the mound you yes. darvish josh Hader at the back end of the bullpen yes. part of me wonders if major league baseball starts to second guess itself and saying could we have done more to to showcase a team like that or is it just the fact that san diego uh, bottom five market who spends, who makes an effort to be good. Is it just uh, uh, um, them being a victim of the time where they're at in their progress as a franchise? I always say this about AJ Prella, who was the, G, the general manager of the Padres, that he, you know, he every year to me seems like it's going to be his last year because if he doesn't win, that's it. And because they spend a lot of money, they tr- make a lot of trades, they spend money, they they do everything they can to keep themselves relevant as a franchise. And considering that they are considered a, a, a smaller uh, a smaller revenue team because of the size of their market, um, you know, the, he they 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 succeed in spite of what they whatever it is that they spend the money to do it. So you got to give them credit for for not pretending like that. It's like the little engine that could. They are the little engine that could, except that they play like a big engine. And and if all it's going to take it takes is they they go out and they sign Soto they sign Soto, and he stays with them. Now, I don't know if that means to sign Soto that you know Tatis is, gets moved or Machado gets moved in the next two or three years because they they've got two more years of uh, before that is a reality of in terms of having to find sign Soto. In fact, they do. Who knows what will happen? I don't know. He could be here just for the short term. Maybe they can't afford it. Maybe they decide whatever. Who knows? The way where the baseball gods will take this thing, but. They've got talent. They've got pitching talent. They've got hitting talent. They've got young talent. They've got a good farm system. You know, they they make astute deals, and they they always seem to be hanging in it. Their problem has been the Dodgers. They 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 then not only did they the Dodgers eliminated, but they eliminated the Dodgers, which I think is a big step in the regular season. They couldn't come close to the Dodgers. Not, they paled by terms of how many wins Dodgers had to how many San Diego had. But when it came down to it, and I was a short series, but they did what they needed to do, and they and they got the Dodgers out of there. They did it themselves. That's a big step forward because whatever you want to say about them, they're a they're a young team for the most part, and I think that's a big move for a young team to make. They got that that monkey off their back, if you will. That thing, that albatross that's been around their neck is gone of the Dodgers. So I think that gives them a lot of confidence. I think they're a very dangerous team. I do, and I you know they're one of those teams where. You don't want to play them if you can avoid them in the play. Look with the Mets certainly. The, the, I don't know if the Mets were looking past them to the Dodgers, or the, they were just the Mets maybe warned and they just got flat out beat. I think it's a combination of both. 
but 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 the 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 and, and that's stuff because Buck Showalter is a great manager who doesn't allow things like that to happen. There's no falling asleep at the at the switch with Buck. It just isn't. So I mean, trust me, I know him. I mean, we know him well. So that's not who he is. So and having said all that, they beat the Mets and they and they burn out and they beat the Dodgers. And there were many people that will say I wouldn't put the Mets with the Braves or the Dodgers, but I would say this: Mets are a good baseball team. And they went and they did that. So they, they could give whoever the, the American League representatives a handful. They really, and they could and they could conceivably beat them, mm-hmm. depending. If things break right, everything has to break right for them too. But it's possible if it's them. If it's the Phillies, look at the Phillies. The Phillies were, I mean, they, they had basically given up their season. They fired Joe Girardi. They gave up on their season. They, I mean, Thompson is, is a good baseball man, a good guy, really good guy, and knows his stuff. But I mean, he was going to be the interim manager, and that's that. Now he's going to wind up being a manager of that team. You talk about turning it around. And then going out and beating, you know, being the the bottom, were they the bottom seed of the wild cards, of the wild cards? They were the bottom seed, right? They went out and they 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 beat Atlanta. They you know how about beating Atlanta? Okay, what, what kind of series is this? Atlanta's got a lot of talent. Atlanta was, the, was probably the best team in the National League. Well, they say the Dodgers. They were right there with the Dodgers, and they go out and be beaten like that by Philadelphia. So that shows you what Philadelphia is capable of doing. And these are short series. They, you know, the, this is this is where you have to play 100 games, 162 games. You play seven games. You win four out of you. Win, you go four and three. You played seven games in regular season. So I just played a seven game road trip, or whatever it was, and I went four and three. They give you a parade for going four and three. No. But World Series, you just won the World Series. You went four and three. You won four games. So, but still, you got to go out and you have to do it. Yeah. Philadelphia's got talent. San Diego has more talent. I think San Diego is better. So, who knows how, where that transpires? But I don't think either one of them are as good as the two American League teams. I just don't. Yeah, if if you're a fan of the game with no rooting interest, you I think you want to see like the players on the Padres in a place like Yankee Stadium for the World Series, that would be electric if you are a fan of, say, the Phillies, Yankees, or Astros. You don't want to be facing a team like the Padres at this point in the year because, again, it's only four wins, but it matters when you win them. And right now we're in October. That's all it takes right here. Uh, anything else before we land the plane here, John? Uh, let me just think for a second. No, I mean, it's it's exciting. It's October baseball. There is nothing on this earth like October baseball, you know, uh, from a sports standpoint, there just isn't. And so it's, it's terribly exciting. And, uh, you know, we've got a, we've got our team in it. Uh, the, the Yankees are in it. That's our team. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we're supposed to, like, actively root. I mean, you don't have to. I am. I'm going to actively root because I can. And that's it. If you don't like it, too bad. I'm going to do it anyway. So I, I'm, uh, I'm 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 unabashedly excited about the Yankees and then their and their chance here. I do think that they're going to have their work cut out for them against Houston, and it's going to be Herculean in some respects. But I do think they could do it, and uh, and I and I think it would be such a great capstone for them. We haven't we haven't won since '09. I think it's time we do it, and I think we have the team that's capable of doing it. So uh, and especially emotionally, I think emotion is going to be a lot of this. I do, and if they could just Yankees could just stay away from silly mistakes silly mistakes where the Yankees cannot give that give them extra outs and the Yankees can't beat themselves. They, you know, if you're gonna lose that Houston beat you, don't mm-hmm. beat yourself. That's 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 what I would say to them. So hopefully that the, the transpires. It's been very exciting to this point and the, and it would be interesting to see what the next you know week 10 days holds for the for the Yankees. If they could tighten up the margins, definitely like their chances here in the ALC. Yes. Yeah. That's going to do it here and wrap it up for this episode of Curtain Call. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Enjoy the games, both the ALCS and in the NLCS. Remember, the Yes Network has it covered for extensive pre- and post-game coverage before and after every 
Yankee postseason game for John J. Filippelli and our terrific producer, Dan Bassone. This is Justin Shackle. Thanks again for listening to Curtain Call, a production of the Yes Network.